Hey, you all, a special thank you to our amazing and growing Patreon.com patrons. Jennifer, Karen, Julia, Mary, Kevin, Robin, Jenny, Anna, Barbara, Susie, Diane, Stephanie, Terry, Erica, Jill, Joe, and our forever first, Trisha. As Patreon patrons, they get early access to our episodes, my eternal gratefulness for helping us express our love for all things Project Runway. And if you're unfamiliar with Patreon.com, it's a wonderful little site whose mission is to support creative work. There, you can make a small donation of support to the podcast to help out with production costs. And if you'd like to become a Patreon patron, visit our page on Patreon.com forward slash The Workroom Podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E on.com the link is also in the show notes coffee tea over there coffee tea over there the models have their food and coffee way too close to my clothes one slip and all this hard work could be ruined before it even gets on the runway come on quick 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 Oh dear, it's not just in one place. No, it's here, here. Oh no. My model poured coffee down the front of the blue Charmeuse gown. How do you get coffee stains out of Charmeuse? Please help me. Can anybody help me? Hello, all you lovely, lovely, amazing listeners. Welcome back into the workroom, a labor of love dedicated to Project Runway. I am Ernest. And I'm Nayland. And I'm Patricia. Yes, we're together. <laughs> Finally, it's the dream three. <laughs> Greetings, our wonderful, patient, patient listeners. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, and yeah, we're so excited to finally be back in the workroom with all of you and with the three of us. This is so exciting. And yes. um, I just have to say, uh, um, I don't know. Like, I'm just, I'm really, really excited. Uh, we've been talking a little bit off off podcast, and uh, also a shout out to our wonderful Patreon patrons to let you know, stay tuned because um, we will be dropping a bonus episode where we will go over the reunion and some other behind the scenes gossip stuff about uh, the end, and then we will end season twelve in that fashion on our Patreon. Um, and also again, please keep sending us any notes or gossip to us or rants and raves, uh, feedback, your takes to our Gmail account in the workroom at gmail.com. That's I in the workroom at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. Find us at the workroom podcast. And of course, since this is our final episode of this season, um, which, you know, we're, we're here, we, okay. And I also, I haven't told you, you too, but Okay. We have been getting a lot of uh, requests for season eight, I will say. So far, oh. that, is, uh, the, that is the highest um, or most frequent, re- frequently requested season. So listeners, okay. there is still time. Um, if you would like to uh, disagree with that, if you have a, an alternate season, then contact us, DM us, um, send us a message, and, and I'll, I'll tally all of our... Uh, all of your responses and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. But so far season eight is in the lead. <laughs> so. 
<laughs> All right. I, I have to admit that I don't remember what season that is, but oh. I will <clears throat> I will take a I, look for it. Don't worry. I think I think that might be the season that Mondo was on, but I'm not sure. Ah. I did see that yeah, yeah. I did see that one too, but I barely remember. I just remember Mondo and well some other people, but Yeah. Um, it's a really yeah. good season. I mean, I think all of them are good seasons, but yeah, season eight. That is, yeah, that's Mondo's season. Yeah. Okay. From 2010. Man, so long ago. <laughs> I know. Oh, wow. All right. So let's get to this episode, um, episode 15, the finale part two. And, uh, yeah, we have um, so we meet up with the designers moments after it is decided who will go to Fashion Week, and of course, the person who was eliminated last week is Helen. And um, I'll I'll sort of bring up um, some time for Patricia if you have any responses to that episodes because that's the one um, that you sat out on, and also Nalen, just to say that I can't believe I forgot or or really miss the moment when Alexandria walks into the the backstage area and says that she's in and Dom's mm-hmm. response is like no <laughs> I mean <Yeah. laughs> congratulations but no because Dom's still yeah. crying here she's still kind of shocked um about about Helen and her, and mm-hmm. her place um so yeah so we have we have this moment here and Tim um gathers everyone around and sort of is is Make, making I guess or or uh, solidifying how how big of a deal this is and that it's um, it's really confirmed but also to remind them of that they still have a challenge the tie challenge uh, it's confirmed uh, they have to and it's also confirmed that they have to remove one of their 10 looks that they've really um, uh, you know toiled over in order mm-hmm. to include a tie challenge look they it's not like they get 11 they still get 10 so one has to go because of this whole thing um yeah so then the next thing we do is we had to mood um and this is so that they can get their tie challenge stuff and if we remember Mm -hmm. the um the stipulation is that they have to be washable which I guess means the cloth has to be washable, not necessarily the whole outfit together. But they get 45 minutes and only $250 total on their Go Bank debit cards. And we find them <laughs> For going our throughout last, our mood. last time. Exactly. I thought it was kind of great that they only gave them $250. I'm like, you're not going to let them go over budget like why can't they just use up all the the monies that they had left over from the rest of the season <laughs> let them spend a thousand dollars on this washable outfit but you know so yeah <laughs> i mean yeah so any anything about this this particular moment in mood um any observations about the designers as well <laughs> these poor people nothing <laughs> I think we're, I'm I'm politely trying to let somebody else go first. 
Thank you, but I, I only found the little clip of Swatch interesting. Okay. Yes. Can we talk about we get Swatch to see here? Swatch with a chew toy. Yes. Yeah. I think this is the happiest I've seen Swatch where Tim Gunn is not in the frame. <laughs> because Swatch has a, a like a hide. I think this that's what that that's called. It's like yes, a skin hide. Exactly. And um Swatch is eating and busy, not caring at all. And I and I believe this is to keep Swatch from just raging. On the fact yes. that they're still here, they're still around, they're still bothering, uh, they're still kind of just in the space, and this is just not an ideal situation. So Swatch is is having a good time with that hide. <laughs> I yeah. love it so much. And that's a that's a wrap on Swatch for season yeah, that, for season twelve. That is a wrap. All in all, I I would um, I I would say a pretty good Swatch season. It was. <laughs> <laughs> i mean we got a lot of quality swatch time yeah i i mean i would agree and a lot of swatch looks and a lot of other you know moments with is this the season we we get swatch with tim on the floor yeah, yeah i don't know it was just just so great anyway so we have to say goodbye to swatch for this moment and we head back to parsons aka the workroom the new workroom Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, you know, sort of a time where they're mostly grappling with this tide challenge. And, um, we have this, uh, this wonderful kind of, um, moment where Justin is, where they're all kind of figuring out what to do based off of the judges feedback. Cause of course, Justin and Alexandria are the only ones who have been in front of the judges. And mm-hmm. so it's sort of this. Um, tension between what time or what what they're what they're going to do and their time running up to fashion week and then also allotting time to make a whole entire new garment um justin seems to have a pretty or thinks that that he has a pretty easy adjustment to make because what he received from the judging is that they just don't like his wig so he's like i can do that that's fine um and then we have (laughs) alexandria uh, who is kind of struggling because um, Nina Garcia essentially called her collection boring and she has to figure out a way to make it a Nina wow in a way. Mm-hmm. Brayden comes off really confident. He says, you know, I feel like these pieces could walk as is. I think they're ready. So that's great. Mm-hmm. But he's still going, we'll see him prancing through the entire episode trying to finish a collection that is apparently already finished. Yeah, Braden's getting the hubris edit. Oh, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Alexandria's Alexandria's getting the um the, like the this underdog. is the lead into her villain edit. Okay. I think. Not an underdog edit. Maybe. Uh, I mean, we'll see how it goes like later on. Okay. But um, but but yeah, I don't. It I didn't. It didn't feel so underdoggy to me. I don't know. What did you think, Patricia? I definitely think villain is accurate. Okay. I really do. <laughs> but I wonder. Yeah, I mean, they again, they have to pick a villain. I feel like there's definitely more than one villain in the season, but. Mm-hmm. Um, with these four, I think she's, I think, I think, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. She's, she's <laughs> last villain standing. 
Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah. Another show I would never watch. <laughs> <laughs> Although I actually, maybe I would watch it. If there was a reality show that was just about people being villains, <laughs> like yeah. super villains, like, 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 you know, like plots to, you know, take over the world <laughs> mm-hmm. and, then, and then they got voted off as to like <laughs> who was not villainous enough. I, I would kind of go for that. <laughs> Why not? Why not? <laughs> I love that. It's like a humanitarian twist. It's like, we're taking these people out of circulation. We're, we're dashing their evil, <laughs> evil dreams. That is the point of this show. <laughs> it's true. Oh man. Um, anyway, we're we're off to hair and makeup like right away. Yeah, I, and, we're and barely five minutes into the episode, and I don't even know who this person's name is. I forgot who the head L'Oreal consultation hair person was. Mm. But um, did I hear drag oil or no. or drag something, no. or was it dry oil? Uh, there is like there's there's yeah. I, I just kind of wrote down. Um, the names of, of things because I was just like, what is this? I you know because he was you know it's, it's basically a little commercial, but um, some of the words stood out. I don't know if I if it's if it's dry oil or drag oil, whatever it was. Just like, what is that? What does that mean? But I noted that this person highly disagrees with Alexandria. So talk about an, a villain edit, I guess, where she comes in, she's like, oh, you know, a lot of my things have high collars. So how about we put their hair in a ponytail? Simple and sweet. And a guy's like, mm, well, um, I have a different opinion. I think there needs to be a little bit more drama and something a little bit more exciting like this. And we're just going to do our, your hair this way. It, <laughs> did anyone clock that? <laughs> I, I mean, she does acknowledge that the braids did not fly with the judges. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so she needs to change it up, but it's, but I, you know, I, I mean, I just keep thinking back to Alexandria going like, I, why do they have to wear color? Like, can't they all just wear black? Black Mm -hmm. is a color. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like why, why did, why do we have to think about their hair? Yeah. Can't their hair just be a line drawing? That's hair. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know. All right. Braden wants his models to look like Captain Janeway, sort of. Yeah. Which I don't, I don't really get that reference. (laughs) Oh, uh, Star Trek Voyager. (laughs) Oh, okay. I, I, cause I, I would think that more about Dom's, um, well, you know, she's going to refer to it as like a Judy Jetson style, which, which also is sort of the same or kind oh, of like that's, similar. That's, that's more like Star Trek, the old show. Yeah. The, the old show. sort of 60s font. Right. Yeah. Janeway is more recent. Yes. Okay. Sorry. I, oh, man, Star Trek. Um, yeah. I mean, there's nothing else from this I'm section that I, I thought of. Yeah, no, it's totally fine if you're a nerd, Nalen. I just feel like, <laughs> I feel, I you know, I don't want to blame being a Star Wars fan on not knowing this. I think it's just like, I, I ought to know, <laughs> I ought to know this. I just don't know these references. <laughs> After all these years of, of saying this in my head, but you know, this is a, 
Yeah. It's a nerd friendly zone. Um, yeah. All right. I-, I didn't know the reference either. I didn't know the reference either. So, See? See? You know. Okay, good. I'm not the only one. <laughs> I'm, I am. I am. <laughs> I don't. I honestly don't think that you should. Sorry. But so, I should. I just. Sort of fine. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, I find. I do. Like... I, oh, I just. I do love when we go back to the workroom. We get a little bit of one of my favorite moments is Dom and uh, and Justin. Oh yeah, I love this moment. <laughs> They're oh, just kind of the Beyonce yeah. moment. The yeah, yeah, yeah. so good. <laughs> that was great. I love this. That just was great. Dom, like, oh, this dress. It's just such a nightmare. And Justin's like, a beautiful nightmare. What are you, Beyonce now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I couldn't tell I was, if he was helping her or pulling on it out of just curiosity. I was like, are you hindering Dom or are you helping Dom right now, Justin? What are you doing? But you know, yeah, oh, I love. No, that I little. think he was being. I I think he was being sweet and supportive. Oh yeah, no, I yeah, I I only think that I I'm just you know I guess yeah I'm being a little bit facetious, but yeah, I I because they're <laughs> they're like real friends, and it, it also was a yeah. quick. It was so quick back and forth. I'm like, oh, you know, <laughs> yeah, I love it when our insecurities play out and and we can joke together about them, um, because I, the dress is actually amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we've we've heard from Justin uh, how he really views Dom as his main competition at this point. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And for them to be so complimentary with one another is wonderful to see. Yeah, it's a great, great relationship. Yeah. All right, so ready for Tim? <laughs> it's Tim time. Tim time. And here we have Brayden. Right now, is happy to see Tim. Because he needs some feedback mm-hmm. and also has missed Tim's face. So um, he comes in and Tim is kind of ooing and eyeing over the fabrics going like, oh, you would never think that this floral charmeuse would go with this kind of dark gold lame. Oh, you never think what this would go together. Mm-hmm. It's so sexy. And we have Dom over there uh, in her talking head super confused because she thinks mm-hmm. that Brayden's collection looks old. It's the old word. Yeah. And I, I totally agree with, with Dom. I don't know what Tim is thinking. I don't know what um, Brayden is thinking because now that I, now that I know what that reference is, that it's, it's a Star Trek reference. I'm even more confused about why are these clothes, th- you know, Coming from like the song of the cro- the crocus, you know, mm-hmm. I, I sort of get mm. even more confused. But I'm looking at them and I'm like, okay, let's just see what happens. But um, I don't understand <laughs> this moment. I'm like, clearly it's not for me because I'm not seeing the language <laughs> that's happening here. Um, but you know, at this point of the episode, I'm I'm staying open and hoping to be uh, wowed. Yeah. But mm-hmm. everything I'm I'm like, oh, there's that what is that a cupcake dress like I, i'm just not understanding yeah any of it um, you know yeah yeah all right ready for dom's talk with tim mm-hmm. so tim goes over and and part of the reason why tim is there is i think also to help them edit 
and edit out perhaps a piece because of course they're making this tie challenge tide pot thing and um but tim is giving her feedback about sleeve length and um how to work with big prints and what works with them and um trying to think through also styling these these um these these clothes uh with one another because she does have like outerwear there are separates um to be paired together um i don't know what did you guys think about so what stood out to me was brayden's take on this feedback so at first with mm. brayden we we get dom's feedback and then f- from dom's conversation with him we get brayden's feedback and brayden was uh brayden says that he expected tim to go over to dom's area and just go wow over it for over everything not to say uh this sleeve length looks a little costumey and uh do you think that this print looks okay this way um he's very kind of taken aback that tim doesn't just flat out love the whole thing Hmm. yeah i i think that there's um i think the point that tim is making is a subtle point which is that um look at these places where your affinity for these prints um gets a little too messy and and uh and and where things are overlapping too much mm-hmm. on the runway and so edit with an eye to that yeah um and so i i kind of agree with i i kind of agree with that mhm yeah, I agree too. But also, I thought it was interesting that, well, in in kind of the the opposite with Brayden, that we don't really see any nitpicking from Tim or any any direction that Tim um, is trying to hone Brayden at and looking at his uh, collection um, from a certain point of view. But I also think that this this is um, has been an ongoing thing throughout the season. And I don't think Tim would come to Dom without a critical eye, even if everything's amazing mm-hmm. or even if he thinks everything is amazing. And she's not taking it in as um, a bad thing. I think you right. know, this is helping her. This is really, yeah, she sees this as, as very helpful rather than like a judgment type deal. Yeah. 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 But I still don't know why the word janky came up. I mean, everything that we see is the opposite of janky, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was sort of like struck by that. Like, what does Tim mean by that? Because, you know, if lines don't align on a pattern, that's not janky. So Mm -hmm. I was sort of curious where that, like, but, you know. Yeah, it might mean like sort of visually jumbled. Yeah. I was Mm -hmm. thinking muddled. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't mean that it doesn't, like, I think when I hear janky, I think the construction is off. Yeah. Yeah. And, okay. But but I don't think that that's what he means. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. So let's walk over to Justin's work table. And <laughs> Justin's here is. We mainly get a conversation about what he's doing with his Tide Pod Challenge outfit, and he's trying to. He wants to make it reversible, to challenge himself, and Tim's like, please don't don't put too much of a challenge on yourself. And, and I don't know if you guys noticed, but it looked like, it looked like Justin's ASL translator 
was also she was signing to him in a way he's like we've talked about this Justin all right remember before Tim came over here and you told me that you wanted to do this reversible and I'm like look this is too much and here Tim is just repeating what we already talked about because she looked really adamant like please don't do this (laughs) please don't make this too much like really don't go this way But also the conversation, again, Tim Gunn, where I'm learning now that he doesn't like a meaty length dress. Um, yes. He's really offended by that. <laughs> so, yeah. Even though he loves librarians. Loves librarians, but hates the way y- y'all dress. So. I mean, once again, the sort of <laughs> the, 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 the terms that are used as derogatory terms mm-hmm. are exactly like jobs that the jobs that actual women have (laughs) things that actual women do (laughs) you know not not only women are librarians but it's like but this idea that like this sort of casual like you can't be a bridesmaid you can't be the mother of the bride you can't be you know you can't be a librarian you can't be a secretary you can't be like and i want to know all of this stuff like what decades are you guys taking these references from (laughs) and what shows by the way are these real librarians yeah because i know librarians and you know because that's what i want to know super cool so cool (laughs) all right i mean it yeah, so basically, you, you can only be a Victoria's Secret model. That's it. That's it. <laughs> right. Like, right. But what I find interesting is that, you know, season after season, mm-hmm. Prada, you know, Mucia Prada will do these skirts that are completely meaty or longer, and nobody calls them frumpy librarian skirts. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, and it's very much, kind, they're kind of very much designed to break out of that. So I feel like I know Tim has seen those Prada skirts. Maybe he doesn't like them. That's fine. But how do you ignore that there's a, a contemporary mm-hmm. idea, a very pervasive contemporary idea in fashion? Yeah, yeah. Uh, not 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 combat combating is a strong word, but countering countering that idea that librarians are are, are not sexy or whatever mm-hmm. um, because of that skirt length. Okay, but so it was a little boring. Yeah. Um. All right. Anything else with uh, with Justin before we move on to Alexandria? Nope. No. All right. So Tim heads over to Alexandria and asks her how she's doing. <laughs> because, you know, um, he doesn't ask just, uh, Justin. Anyway, asks Alexandria how she's doing. And she's like, uh, I'm scared. I'm surprised uh, Nina didn't like my work. And Tim goes, me too. And I was like, oh, oh no, I'm confused. Um, personally, I'm confused. Anyway, but uh, I guess maybe because Nina is into pants and she loves pants with pockets. But, you know, anyway, mm-hmm. all that being said, um, Tim pulls a, a, a wonderful Tim thing where he breaks down what he heard from the judges to kind of translate what they said through the, I think the fog that he sees around mm-hmm. Alexandria. It's, it's pretty clear that she's a little foggy. So he translates their feedback as her, them wanting her to do something that makes these looks um, more attention grabbing. So it doesn't become a very monotonous runway show and mm-hmm. he does this thing where he starts grabbing at a t-shirt that was a part of the showcase for the judges the day before. 
And he just goes, right. Nina hates this. Actually, she hates all right. of your plain, expensively fabricated, stupid T-shirts. But Alexandra <laughs> is like, oh, my God. All I have are these expensively fabricated, stupid T-shirts that right. Nina hates. She's like, there's so many. The, there's so much of this print. <laughs> yes. Right. Nina He's talking about print. the print being really flat. Yeah. Um, I, I want to back up for just one second because before he comes over mm-hmm. to her, this is why I feel like she's getting the villain at it. Oh, yeah. This because is... we get a cutaway to her talking about Justin. Yeah. And and she's like, you know, the, I can't remember exactly what the quote is, but it's something like the judges love what Justin's doing. Mm-hmm. But is he? But is it really innovative design? I don't think so. Yeah, and, she was calling and, out the and, jewelry, the the three right, designs. And, and everyone else has gotten reaction cutaways that are like, "This person is my is my biggest competition. It's really amazing what they're doing." Like, like hmm. you you never get her complimenting the work of another designer in her confessionals it's always like i don't see what they're seeing this person's like a student Mm -hmm. this person is like that they're not doing anything interesting and and that's the sort of thing where that's an editing choice yeah like she might have actually said complimentary things about all those people but Mm. but what we're given is her just being unrelentingly negative about them. Yeah. 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 Which, which I think, Nayland, you, <laughs> I forget what term you use, but right in the first episode, you were like Swedish fatalism style or something like that. <laughs> well, here, here's the note that I have about her talking with Tim, right? Mm-hmm. She is panicking and like coming up against like the limits of what she can possibly do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I have here like Alexandria has just decided that the judges hate her. Mm-hmm. This is the result of black and white thinking literally yeah like like her inability to think in anything other than black and white is now like where she's at because she can only like because tim says to her like okay this is the moment for you to take what they said to said about you Mm -hmm. and said about your work and if they don't see he lays it out for her so clearly hmm. yeah. it's yes. like all they want is some indication that you listen to them yes yeah they don't they don't like he's literally like they don't literally care like what your clothes is what lower your clothes are like yeah they just want you to have responded to what their criticism was yeah 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 because, because yeah. i noticed that on the rack where she had her clothes um, hung up, that print that Nina hates was, there was a lot of it left. It was draped over the side mm-hmm. as if it was waiting for her. Like she put it there. She's like, I'm going to use this later. <laughs> it's just it's like, yeah. I still have things to make out of this fabric. And with her panicking and pulling out all the t-shirts, like here's a t-shirt. Here's another dumb t-shirt. Here's another stupid dumb t-shirt that Nina's going to hate. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think Tim like focusing in and, and he was, I love the word he used because he was like, if you don't 
listen, if you don't do that thing that shows them that you listen, there will be retribution. And I looked up the word retribution yeah. just to see if it was, but yeah, no, he's like, they will, they will take it out on you. There's no, you will be writing your ticket home if you don't do anything. So kind of like, kind of what he does to Helen in a way, but it looks different mm -hmm. because with, with Helen, right. he's like, here are the facts. Get out of your brain and look at what's mm -hmm. in front of you. And here are the rules. This, this is what you have to do. If you don't do it, you're going mm -hmm. home. <laughs> so yeah. 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 Oh man. That black and white thinking. I, I, that's, uh, that's, yeah, that's also really helpful in sort of seeing, man, how much pressure she puts on herself. There's a lot going on yeah. um, underneath and yeah. it makes it really, really, she makes it really hard for herself. I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that Alexandria also keeps all of this in. So mm -hmm. it, it's probably really hard and I, mean, I don't know, but it might be really difficult. Uh, I mean, not to make excuses for the editing team that mm -hmm. is orchestrating all of our emotions about, about this, mm -hmm. but um if you are that closed, there's very little to pull from. If you are that guarded and if you are uncomfortable in an environment and you are so, so guarded and you keep everything so much to yourself, then it's going to be really hard to relate to other people, number one, and for other people to relate to you or mm -hmm. to her. So I think in a way, um, Alexandria kind of pressures themselves too much and sets themselves up for um, almost like uh i want to say negative views about about alexandria mm -hmm. yeah 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 I... well look no go ahead I, every time that i have experienced myself at my most judgmental about other folks it it just takes like a two seconds of self-examination mm -hmm. to see that 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 judgment about myself is just as extreme Mm -hmm. mm, yeah like like that and and i totally um uh i'm i totally see that and i think that you're quite right patricia that the sort of combination of um not articulating that to like like not wanting to make a fuss like feel, feeling yeah. uncomfortable with people who are expressive emotionally yeah. Yeah. leads to a situation where somebody feels like well, yeah, I'm tough on you, but I'm I'm just as tough on myself, if not tougher. Like, yeah. how come you didn't know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, we didn't know because you never say anything. Never said it. Yeah. I mean, I and uh, I can relate also because I used to say, "Oh, I don't give out compliments very easily because people have to earn my compliments." But that's because <laughs> I don't. It, it is. It, it's sort of like a, a projection of I have. Well, used to. <laughs> I used to have incredibly high standards for myself and for others, and um, and you know, sort of being uncomfortable with complimenting other people was because I just didn't give myself room for comp for compliments, and even with mm -hmm. and I so I wonder about Alexandria too. Um, you know, if she's in an environment where, um, you know, those things don't come lightly, that, that it's a heavy lift to say that you are responding positively to anything or to compliment them. But, but I also believe that it might be the edit because honestly, she must compliment those kids up the wall, <laughs> you know, like, or like True. the, the yeah. that she works with and she, you know, we've seen 
how she is in that environment that she is capable of, of those those things and I'm pretty sure it's in there somewhere but you know that's all my speculation to but, that but but you know what I, I think it's also fair to have um, increased expectations of adults and I oh, think this well, yeah, group that's... just did not come anywhere near what Alexandria considers adult yeah mm-hmm. and I think and I think that might uh, must have been hard for someone who just had higher expectations in general of everything and and is probably more controlling than they like to be yeah yeah mm-hmm. you know oh alexandria all right well um anything else to say about this interaction with with tim Nope, except that she like leaves the you know they it's it's the end of the day, yeah. um, and everybody's slightly freaked out, and then yeah. they all come back in the next day, and it sort of feels like Alexandria's found a solution, yeah, or found some version of a solution. Yeah, I kind of like this moment because it's the day, it's the last day in the workroom, the day before the runway, mm-hmm. before. Fashion week. It's the day before fashion week. And um mm-hmm. yeah, Alexandria uh has like a a plan of attack. And we also have this these quick shots of for instance, Dom has all of her shoes for her models laid out on the workroom table. Mm-hmm. And Justin is doing some hand sewing work. It just feels very professional mm-hmm. where it's sort of like okay, how are they going to um, you know, prep themselves? And we have Brayden who is modern dancing around the Tide Pod mm-hmm. that he's making. Um, but essentially, they're all stressed out before the models come in. Um, mm-hmm. So the models hurry on in. <laughs> and uh, first we have Justin, who's trying to fit the 3D pieces with the garments. So we're seeing how they're he's interchanging them. Um, I think there's a moment where one of the... If, one of the the shoulder pieces falls off of the model because um, mm-hmm. she just doesn't fit them. And um, you also have Brayden still deciding on what to take out of his mm-hmm. um, collection. Um, not really sure. Yeah. Because I think he was deciding on that gigantic cupcake skirt, but then puts it on one mm-hmm. of the models. And it's like, no, no, it's staying. Nope. Can't get rid of this. Or can I? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Can I? Yes. No. I mean, I I will say that Brayden, uh, you know, at at least is sort of ahead of the rose gold trend. Oh, way ahead. Yeah. Like yep. like that dress is is rose gold. Mm-hmm. And and uh, a couple of years later, I think everything was <laughs> suddenly rose gold. Yeah. Um. Even phones. Um, yeah, especially phones, especially phones and uh, computers, things like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Dom is mostly stressing about what to put her uh, muse model in because because that's mm-hmm. what the judges will be looking at, and also what um, th- that model will be with you during the the whole judging portion. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and Alexandria seems to kind of go through hers flawlessly. Like, it actually uplifts her, it looks like, this model fitting. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the models leave and we find ourselves of course back with the designers working 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 and um, there is this moment where dom and alexandria are both in the sewing room and alexandria they're asking each other like how's it going how did your model fit going and alexandria's like oh yeah i'm fine but i've just got to make all these new (laughs) t-shirts and i'm running around uh you know circles on the back and dom is like oh my god but you have a million things already made you're making new new stuff that's crazy um and i Mm. and i recalled how alexandria initially thought that the sheer number of clothes that she'd made was like a weapon of intimidation to the workroom and here it's cracking like it's been cracking but you know Mm-hmm. Of course, they would be. It'd be shocking that you've already made thirty pieces, and you can't. Yeah, um, I'll just say that maybe like twenty-five of those pieces are cropped vests. So she does need to make <laughs> new pieces. Yeah, I know. Um, so... <laughs> we will get to it. So. <laughs> All right. Um, Tim comes in with Billy B. Yep. Who has a name? Why do we know Billy B's name and not the other L'Oreal person? Anyway, maybe that's on me. Maybe you got a Chiron. I don't remember. But yeah. yeah Billy like, B's the, the head design consultant. Yeah. Yeah. For L'Oreal. Um, anything about this makeup con- consultation time? Um, only that Billy seems to have Billy tattooed on his knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> you noticed that <laughs> which which i i find very irritating for some reason <laughs> you know you just never know when you're going to forget your name it's really practical. you know that's immediately what i thought about it's like where is it because like maybe there will be a moment where i'm so inc- incapacitated that i'll just put my hands out and be like oh that's yeah that is my name Billy B. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, so after that, they they go back to the workroom and they've got two hours to go. They're scrambling. I think Justin takes out his his um, his hearing aid because he's just like, oh, I've got to focus. And we have Brayden running to save time. Uh, and it's annoying to... I think everyone, but who do we only hear from? <laughs> it's mm-hmm. irritating too, but uh, none other than Alexandria. Yeah. So, right now I'm noticing all of these uh, right. that she's saying. She says it's, nothing positive. It's, yeah, it's expressing enthusiasm and and being. Um, it's like he had one too many juice boxes is the is like the expression that she seems to have. Yeah. And I'm like, I would be annoyed too. You know, I, I think everyone else's face looked, you know, but also, I don't know. I, I don't have more to say about Brayden just constantly moving. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, I did wonder, like, is, is this really stress or is Brayden needing attention? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> oh, yeah. good question. Um, okay. So we have Tim coming back in to speak to all of the designers. And Tim goes like, okay, everyone, are you ready for our last gather around? And here we have Brayden. 
<laughs> which I think is a pretty negative edit um, where he's just like, oh, my God, Tim, we don't have time for this. We don't have time for hugs. We don't have time for a toast without champagne. And we only have an hour left. Can you just make this quick? Like, come on, come on. And so Tim mm-hmm. summons Brayden specifically because, you know, he's not in the circle. He's, he's wondering why he isn't joining their semicircle of love. And we have Brayden going, um, I just, yeah, I just have a lot to do. I, a lot, a lot to do, Tim. So, so much work. Um, okay. I'm going to, does anyone, okay. Because I think this is only funny in my head. I thought this was a hilarious moment between Tim and Brayden, um, where we have yeah. Tim, um, does anyone want to be Brayden? I'll, cause I wrote down everything Tim said. <laughs> to see if you guys wanted to play this game with me (laughs) i noted that it happened but i didn't i didn't i didn't note the back and forth you don't have to do much you just have to be brayden in the background i'll be tim here we go (laughs) how fantastic is this and i know you're probably rex but tomorrow is the day and you're all showing at Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week at Lincoln Center. It's a big, big deal. So congratulations to all of you. I'm so, so proud of you. After I leave, you will just have one hour. And tomorrow, there is some time, (laughs) but it's only at Lincoln Center backstage, okay? You only have 55 minutes here today. And then tomorrow, it's only backstage at Lincoln Center. So now you have 54 minutes. (laughs) I love this. Anyway. um, Everybody... Everybody starts crying. They're all crying. Alexandria thanks him for the opportunity. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I just kind of like um in 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 my head, Brayden is like the kid who really needs to go to the bathroom, like the toddler who's like, oh, yeah. I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. <laughs> stop talking, stop talking, stop talking. All right. But then yeah. by the end, they're all just, you know. They're all just a puddle of, of tears, and it's it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. But also now they have to sew through tears. Tim leaves them, and they have to yes. cry and sew. <laughs> yeah. And then we have something that I think they were hoping for would be a bigger deal than it is, mm-hmm. which is oh. the oh, yes. the the mystery of Dom's zipper bag. Yes. But I think this is the most stressed and the most angry I think we'll, we've ever seen Dom. And she wasn't even angry. Like, she was flustered mm-hmm. and stressed because her bag of zippers disappeared. Maybe a producer took it. I think mm-hmm. a producer took it or someone um, because Dom is very organized. And um, Alexandria offers her an entire bag of zippers and just like, take whichever you want. Take all of them. I feel like this mm-hmm. is the most positive edit (laughs) positive interaction perhaps maybe um yes but also no drama there because this is dom and she's you know yeah 
Yeah. And also zippers yeah. suck. I have to say, I hate zippers too. And I'm, I also wonder if that's a part of it too, where she's like, listen, I only have 15 minutes and I have to do the worst thing ever, which is put a zipper in and I don't have my zippers. Mm. So, you know, zippers make me mad too. <laughs> All right. Um, so that's the time <laughs> and uh, ready to go to the next day, AKA the butt crack of dawn. <laughs> Yep. Yes. This makes me, oh man. Yeah. They they get up at I think I don't know. I I've heard or read through the 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 social medias that they're up at like three in the morning um, because yeah. they get ready oh. and they're fully dressed and it's dark outside and they get to Lincoln Center and it's still dark outside, but we have Justin reflecting. I just can't believe it. They're reflecting. Brayden is fully bow tied up and running through some Polaroids and they're all mm -hmm. just ready. So um, they head to Lincoln center where they get to see the runway for the very first time and more crying, lots of crying. Um, yep. Lots of just this realization of the, um, of the, this momentous moment. And also to see the scale that there's going to, it's a huge tent at Lincoln center. A lot of people, and then they immediately get into the chaos backstage. So this is what I, I kind of figured that there's a crew there since like midnight, <laughs> like or the crew just never slept, mm. um, just rolled on over to Lincoln Center, and they're back there with everybody, hair, makeup, steamers, everything, giant models, <laughs> just walking around. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So then in the chaos back here, we have a few things that come up. Like Justin, one of Justin's models breaks her ankle. And won't be mm -hmm. able to make it. And Justin is like, "Yeah, I'm sorry about her ankle, but what about me? Oh my god!" Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> Although, of course, yes, Justin is nice. I, you know, I'm not saying that Justin is uh, self-centered, but of course, like this is not great because the fitting is important, right? And they have to replace his model with someone else. Um, and and then we have Alexandria, who really is like kind of hovering over all of the places that she's not supposed to be in <laughs> and yeah um there's yeah so i i, I wrote justin ankle crisis mm -hmm. alexandria <laughs> neurosis crisis oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then we get another um we get another crisis in a second oh yes. god yeah is that do you mean that's brayden yes where yeah. all of, all of the models all of them have designated his area as the official breakfast nook because they need their eggs, they need their bacon and their coffee and tea and their juicy fruits mm -hmm. and they need to eat it near Brayden. I just noticed, I was like, oh, at first I was like, oh, Brayden's models are eating. But I'm like, nope, that model has one of Alexandria's headgears on. That's an, oh, that's a mm -hmm. Dom model. That's an Alexandria model. Yeah. <laughs> model. And then Brayden's own model who I, you know, just assume hates him, pours her coffee down the front of her dress <laughs> and mm -hmm. has to spend. So this is the drama um, because as Brayden is sort of running around and trying to shoo the models away from his area with their like coffees and teas, like go over there, please. Mm -hmm. Then 
yes, the nightmare happens. And um, they're going back and forth between, oh, the celebrities are coming. Oh, the people are filling in the tent. Oh, the sun is rising. And then there's Brayden just pat, pat, patting the silk charmeuse coffee dress. <laughs> just pat, pat, pat. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want to know, so I wrote down all of the names of the people that I could recognize in the audience um, uh, uh, during this time. Oh. And I made a little list because, you know, I like trivia. And I like Excellent. making sure that I know who these people are as a Project Runway historian. Um, because we have... <laughs> We have uh, Leanna from season 11. We have a lot mm-hmm. of season 11 people that I saw. Leanna, Benjamin Mack, and Patricia Michaels from the infamous group season that Kate came from. So that's probably why they're there, mm-hmm. but also they're the previous season. Then we have um, Michael Costello. We have Mondo. We have, mm-hmm. um, and we also have Karen from this season. And I noted her because she's wearing that awful chartreuse color. Um, <laughs> yes. So. We anyway. have D- we have Dimitri. Oh yes, we have Dimitri. Any other and ones? I think we have. I think we have Jay McCarroll. <gasps> oh, I miss Jay McCarroll, the original. Yeah. Winner. Oh, yeah, yeah. So nice. I think we go way, way back. Yeah. Ah, it's a Project Runway love fest, and. Um, <laughs> So, all right. So, ready to head out to the introduction of our judges, our our judges runway one. Mm-hmm. All right. So, I call this, you know, in my notes, I call it Heidi time. There's Tim time and there's Heidi time. But we have our our judges, um, and of course Heidi Klum, Zach Posen, Nina Garcia, and our guest celebrity drudge judge. <laughs> Is Carrie <laughs> Washington? Oh no, that was a Freudian slip. Oh man, yeah, I. <laughs> this is awful. Um, you know, I wasn't going to talk about this on a podcast because I'm. I have been thinking about this in my head, and it's it's sort of like like a something that it, though it originates with Project Runway though is my annoyance with Carrie Washington. <laughs> And because uh-huh. I, I didn't watch Scandal. I haven't watched much of anything that Carrie Washington is in. I think this guest judging spot was my first real introduction to her. And I was highly annoyed mm-hmm. the whole time. But this was back in the day. And I, I watched this with fresh eyes. But I'll just say that the lore in my head, um, I associate Carrie Washington with me being highly annoyed at her judging um, feedback on Project Runway and I, mm. I came away feeling differently this time. Uh, I'm a different person and I have a different perspective but I think that drudge was a Freudian slip for real. Sorry. Okay. Alright, so listeners time to pull out the cheat sheet and of course there are four cheat sheets this week for all of our um, our, our wonderful uh, fantastic final four designers. And um Okay. All right. Let's get started. So the first person we have up is Justin. Mm-hmm. Yay. Um, so excited. All right. So let's, let's get to it. We know that Justin's premise 
or thesis is um, his, the story that he's sharing is a story of going from um, being someone who's born deaf to um, getting his cochlear transplant and his um, experience of um, sound um, when he was 18. And then I think that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. Right. Yeah. But he thanks Mm -hmm. his family and he also, he's a Tim Gunn save. So he thanks Tim for that at the beginning of his, uh, run my show. That's the only introduction that I'll do, and we can let's get to the. Oh, oh do, what do you have? Yeah, go ahead. Nathan. I did. I did want to add something in. I meant to mention this the um the at the last episode mm-hmm. um that we did, but um do you notice that like the Tim Gunn um rescue is completely gone at this point? Yeah. Like no one calls it a rescue anymore. Nope. <laughs> Even mm-hmm. Heidi, when she was like, like it lasted like basically ten episodes yeah. of them trying <laughs> to say Tim Gun Rescue, and it just has completely become the Tim Gun Save over the course of <laughs> <laughs> of these episodes. Yeah, because even. Even Justin's like, yeah, so uh, Tim Gunn, thank you for saving me. <laughs> he kind of mm. just solidifies it. It's like, nuts on yeah. rescue. It's also a hard yeah. sequence of words to say, Tim Gunn rescue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tim Gunn it's a lot to say. Better. Yeah. So. Saves just better. It is. All right. All right. So let's get to <laughs> Justin's overall. Um, yeah, let's get to this. Okay. Who wants to start? Well, you know what? I'll just say something not about the clothes, but about uh, Justin's decision to respond to the feedback about um, the hairstyling. I thought the hairstyling was really, really great on this on this runway. Mm-hmm. So I'll start by saying that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like that it was changed up and that there is something that's kind of specific and appropriate for each look because I so I kind Mm -hmm. of like that as like a like a rhythmic thing so um yeah but I will say that the you know there are some pieces here that um I I I do remember and quite a few that I you know I don't remember at all um and then some let's see here I think I was going to put on the cheat sheet some um uh some looks from behind because i there's some of like some looks like uh, number four i like a lot better um from behind Mm. (laughs) there's a lot of interesting things going on and in some of the photos on the cheat sheet you can see the backs of these pieces because i thought they just really they looked really nice walking away um not saying Mm -hmm. that looking Kind of like coming forward it wasn't you know but i'm just like i i kind of liked what was happening with the drape and i think the fourth look is the tied pot challenge look which is the new look it was one of my favorites mm-hmm. um yeah Nealon, what, what did you think i i think it looks I, I think it looks solid um and uh some of it um, like the short white dresses feel a little repetitive. Hmm. Mm, yeah. So there's there's kind of a lot of that same feeling. Like look number two, three, um, uh, eight, and nine 
all mm-hmm. have kind of that same basic underpinning. And yeah. so that that feels like a little one note. I totally agree with you, Patricia, about the about the hairstyling. I actually liked the kind of oomph of the other hairstyling, but yeah, I did too. I thought it was great. But but this at, manages to split the difference of being like a a a kind of clean, um, obviously geometric, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, um, style without it being the same thing for each person. Yeah, I thought I really like this show, mm-hmm. and I have to say that when. The last look locked, when we saw footage of the last look walking down the runway, I was like completely transported back to being at New York Fashion Week <laughs> because the best part are those moments where there's something really amazing. And for this dress, it was the sound of the dress. And, mm-hmm. every, and everyone is just super quiet. Like no one knows what to do. And, and yeah. those moments are so rare, you know, at least for me. But uh, they were rare. And... I was like, wow, this is such a great... It felt like a real Fashion Week show. It didn't feel like someone trying to be at Fashion Week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I really, really enjoyed... Even though, you know, I, I do agree with Nayland, there's a lot of repetition of shape. And I think even look number five is the same, like, more or less length. But mm-hmm. it's playing with a different palette. It's playing with other shapes. So it's more excusable. Mm-hmm. But those looks were... Uh, that you mentioned, it's, they're very, they could be expanded upon, but I do think that Justin did a great job picking a first look and a closing look. Yeah. Yeah. Also, at at uh, 2859, like right, um, right mm-hmm. after the last look walks, I we get, I think, a reaction shot from Alyssa Milano. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> our all stars judge. Our one like who was yeah. who looked very impressed. You know, um, mm-hmm. yeah. I I I yeah. I I also really enjoyed the show. I mean, I there was something about um, like I kind of wish that these sound wave prints were used more throughout the collection because I'm, I was very interested in seeing. Um, then I like them vertical and, li- and I didn't like them so much horizontal. So number five and, or no, number six and seven um, mm-hmm. are um, where he mostly incorporated those. Um, but I kind of thought, oh, I, I really liked how they connected with the jewelry. And I think that was mm-hmm. the thing that was um, more obvious to me in the workroom when I think it was model two where they fell off of her shoulder and I was like, Oh yeah, they're really not attached. Like they're, they really are so kind of distinct from the actual pieces, but there are, I think that there mm-hmm. are ways to integrate them a little bit more. And I thought that print would have helped that. Um, and, but overall, like I liked the layering. I, I just love the looks where there are things layered. Um, so that mm-hmm. was number four and number seven um, and more so than this, yeah. like sheer overlay, I thought because number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, number eight is shorts underneath this. I don't know, see-through, very transparent fabric. Uh-huh. Um, and I kind of, I don't know, I would have liked to like a little jacket there rather than having this sort of, I don't know, um, this transition into the the last dress. 
And also I thought it would be, it'd be so great to have a transition to sound, but that's not his experience. It was sort of like all and Mm -hmm. nothing, which I, Mm -hmm. I kind of liked, but was what was hope. I don't know. was thinking of, um, uh, like a little bit more of a transition into that dress, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I found this show very comforting to look at. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was really intelligent. And, you know, I really, that, that look you pointed out, Ernest, that look you pointed out number seven. I really want to wear that with yellow tree torns for a long time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yellow tree torns. It's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Anything else about Justin's before we move on to Dom? Nope. All right. I'm good with moving on. Next we have Dom, um, who is um, quick praying with her muse model in the back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Mm -hmm. you. (laughs) And um, explains her thesis. It's retro redux. And um, uh, thanks her family and everything. And she looks so adorable. She made that outfit, of course, that that's a part of the, you know, yeah. The Dom brand. She I looks fantastic. Love. Yeah. Love that dress. Ah. Anyway. Um, okay, so let's let's get started <laughs> with Retro Redux. I just love the I I love the shot of her family rooting for Dom. Mm-hmm. Like they're just so psyched. It's so nice to start yeah, runway with that. <laughs> I know, it's so great. Um okay. So I thought, man. I've never thought about the see-through jacket so much in the second look, but kind of was like, oh, this is this is such a practical raincoat for a formal evening. And mm-hmm. of course, this is back in, what, 2013, 2012. Um, but I don't know if that's a thing now or if that's a thing, period, where oh. there's... Yeah, is, is that... Like, have you like, like some type of see-through, but really high-end chic plastic jacket that would that's meant to be formally worn? Is that a thing? Do you guys? Yeah. Are there any reference to this? Absolutely. Okay. I guess. Oh no! I mean, I think it's been um, absolutely like Burberry had a whole line of that like five years. Not that I own any, but mm-hmm. you know, like about five years ago, I think. Okay. Um, but it's definitely the transparent raincoat is definitely a thing. Um, I used to have one as a kid, by the way. Um, so I, yeah, I always think that's, I mean, of course, nothing, um, I haven't seen anything like what Dom did. Yeah. But the transparent raincoat is definitely something that's a constant theme. It's, it's pretty regular. And actually now in the last, since the last five years, mm-hmm. What I've noticed is that those transparent raincoats are becoming a little bit more um, opaque. So it's maybe like a, a 3% white. They're more sort of not clear, not aggressively clear. They're mm-hmm. like a little bit of white, a little bit of cream, a little bit of gray. You know, they're sort of playing up with the transparency mm-hmm. more and more. But but I, I don't think that um, – I think her innovation was in the shape and how – and how she orchestrated it, like not orchestrated it, but how she made that shape really pop mm-hmm. and how she did those lines that are really, really amazing and in complete um, harmony with the rest of the lines and other garments. Yeah. That I thought was brilliant. Okay. Really brilliant. Yeah. That's, that's what I thought. Cause I was like, Oh, it just, I, you know, this is a red carpet look, but I don't think, 
I've noticed any red carpet looks that include a raincoat. <laughs> and and not just like, oh, I'm being avant-garde, I'm wearing a plastic. Like, no, this looks like a functional thing you can wear in the rain with this gown or this jumpsuit um, as a red carpet yeah. piece. But red carpets aren't usually out in weather. They're usually covered and people come. Other people are usually holding those umbrellas. Yeah, you know? yeah. So yeah. you don't really need like a red carpet look that has that. Um, you know, because you're going to be, fo- you don't want to be photographed wearing. I mean, this one, of course, you want to be photographed wearing, but it's not usual to see people wanting to be photographed in like a, any kind of rain gear. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you that's Because you want to, you, you want to, yeah. You want to show off that you're dressed. So Dior sends you more dresses. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm, I'm a dom. I I, I call myself a Stacey Abramist and I'm, I'm a dom straighterist. Like I just, I, I love this whole thing. Um, the whole, I have nothing negative to say. I think the hair is perfect. I think the prints are perfect. I can see <laughs> number three, um, that was made out of that, um, you know, this, the stretchy material, uh, that, that looks like, um, like a stretchy fabric i i gosh something that i wouldn't wear but something that i am totally in love with even now um i think dom does a peplum perfectly in this (laughs) see-through plastic thing because i'm okay with the peplum if it's innovative and i think this is the most innovative peplum that i've ever seen other than the butterfly challenge still that butterfly challenge outfit is my favorite um, I didn't pound the floor on um, during this runway show, but because I just think the butterfly outfit is iconic and, you know, the height of everything that she's done on the show. Um, and so that's the only other thing. Like if this were a fall show, I think I would have probably lost my shit because then she would have had to make a coat, um, something absolutely amazing. But for a spring collection, I just was like, oh, my God, I, you know. She can't do no wrong. There's a there are a bunch of jumpsuits in here. I have a thing against those, but I'm fine with it here. I love this whole mm-hmm. show. <laughs> <laughs> I I completely agree. I thought it was so. Wait, can we um? Should we wait to go to talk about what the judges said about it, or should we do it at the same time? Like, what do you think? Oh um, shoot. I. I let's let's wait on it yeah let's wait okay. yeah, yeah. I think. okay we'll, we'll come back um i i would say um very um diana ross diane carroll love it i know those references like like as <laughs> you know like as as sort of the inspiration it's like it's um it is really like you know early 70s mm-hmm. um diana ross you know um diana ross gosh it's perfect. And, yeah i think it's like i think it's fantastic in that in in exactly that way mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think this so made me feel the same way it didn't it didn't feel like um it just felt like another super fashion, like real fashion show. It didn't feel like someone won a spot there because of a TV show. It mm-hmm. felt like a real, like a already established designer fashion show. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I, you know, and I have to say the last outfit because it, so again, there was another challenge within this challenge. So there was a Tide Pod challenge outfit and the unconventional challenge piece. Um, of course. Um, and everyone chose to make that their, well, not everyone, but a lot of people chose it as their finale piece or to make a gown out of it. I'll say at least, Mm. um, so the second to last outfit is the Tide Pod challenge. And then the last outfit is, um, uh, the unconventional materials that where she used these door hinges on, on mesh. And, and that was to me the most sort of, um, futuristic kind of, uh, I've never seen Mad Max, but I, I would just because of the, uh, of how metallic it is. Um, but also making note of this last model has like a fire red, uh, you know, just swirl of hair, um, and sort mm-hmm. of to end that with, such a massive hit was I, I just thought it was just really great and incredibly um there was you know not a lot of as Nina would say clothes not a lot of clothes but um the model was 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 covered and it just was a wonderful um I don't know kind of another way of of thinking about this transparency and this this and the same thing with the lines with different materials of course um, but I thought, um, an amazing, an amazing, amazing dress. <laughs> mm-hmm. so. so good. Was really so good. Should we go on to Brayden? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Sure. Alexandria. Sure. I guess. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that was dumb. Um, perfect show. Okay. So next we have Alexandria. <laughs> <laughs> Alexandria. I mean, as, I know. as if Thanks this hasn't been foreshadowed all, all, <laughs> season we came into this with uh, yeah i know i i can't hide it and i just i had that thought i'm like i can't i'm just gonna come out with how much i love the show all right yeah next we have alexandria in her neo-nomadic punk and um not much of an intro (laughs) just hope you like my show and here it is so Mm -hmm. and here it is so let's talk about it i i just laughed at how Nayland said Nayland's reaction. Oi. <laughs> Sorry, Nayland. I kind of I, I kind of did it on purpose just to see what you would say. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. It is a. It's a, it's a very unfortunate title. Um. For her show. Yeah. Hasn't gotten better since no. since I railed about it last week. No. It hasn't. <laughs> something i um i don't know if i missed something i I, you know very likely that i missed Mm. something but i actually had it in my head that kids um that the couture the couture camp kids maybe made the hats but at the same time that's no excuse for the hats Mm -hmm. (laughs) because nayland i very much agreed with your critique last week um (laughs) but for some reason i thought these were like something that the kids made the dresses that the, the kids made, or the unconventional challenge is what they made. Yeah, oh, I, I, I think okay. they helped her with the um, with the the phone book. Yeah, oh, with the weaving, mm-hmm. they did the yeah. weaving. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't get what the hats add, add to any of this, but mm-hmm. I don't know. And I also don't understand what this choice is based on because I think. 
The great thing about Alexandria as a contestant is that I think she's a business mind. But mm. if you are a business mind, when have these been a hot item? You know, mm-hmm. so I don't really understand this choice at all. Yeah. You mean the the, the hats? I I mean, you know, I think take the hats off and you have sensible separates. Yeah. So I think that the hats are there to try to make you believe in the punk part. Mm. All right. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> but... totally. <laughs> totally. But we've already gone through like why they're why they're the wrong choice for that as yeah. well. Check the show notes for the article from last episode. Yeah. It's in there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, you know, thank you for saying that because they are distracting, um, and it, it, and they are quite confusing and all I can really think about is how difficult these clothes seem to, to, it, it it would be difficult for me to wear these clothes for them to look so sensible at the same time. And so that's also a little confusing. Um, you know, I've, I've ranted this whole season, how I hate how she crops things. I just... And what I thought was yeah. really surprising is that the eighth look, so um, which is very different in color and feel from a lot of them, it's like mm-hmm. a low slung skirt um, with a very thick hip band. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not even like a waistband; it's like a hip hip lower waistband and sort of this um, almost like a quilted Peter Pan looking. T- I don't know; it just looks so costumey to me. Um, usually there is a shirt underneath this, but this sort of highlighted to me, like why I don't like them. They just, um, I don't, the proportions are very, they make me uncomfortable. Um, Mm. sort of like wearing low, maybe low rise jeans, perhaps it's it's just like, I don't Mm -hmm. understand why this doesn't come up higher. And when Mm -hmm. I sit or when I walk around, um, but, but yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I just thought of all of them. They are. They look sensible, but to me, that they right. they aren't sensible. And mm. and and I would also just say, like, part of what's attractive about being a hippie or being a punk is not giving a fuck. <laughs> and, and there is not like a single moment in these clothes where they do not give a fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. I know. like they're so they're so concerned. But I also want to call out something that I. It's like I I knew that it irked me. Mm-hmm. And and I finally have put my finger on why. Like, imagine that you are wearing outfit number four, right? Yeah. Oh dear. Oh dear. With okay. with, with the <laughs> with the exciting um, pocket holster yes. thing, right? <laughs> so imagine that you have your bus pass in that pocket. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to. That's one of my biggest fears in New York. Okay, go ahead. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, like, how many times do you <laughs> go to reach into that pocket and end up in the holster, <laughs> or <laughs> or or vice versa? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, oh man, no. <laughs> like this, like this innovation that she has in there. Yeah. When you actually think about like using it, mm. it doesn't make sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's sort of the opposite 
of, well, you know, cause uh, you know, a, a complaint amongst a lot of, you know, even Nina kind of brings this up. It's like, I love pants with a pocket because yeah. um, mm. designers don't put pockets in skirts and, and, and pants um, for, for women. And or, or, jacket, or jackets, or jackets. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's this, this impracticality of the outfit that is so infuriating to me. I um, mean, a, a lot of, you know, a lot of people wear pants made from women. Like it's infuriating because of the assumptions that are made about the wearer that you don't need these. You're wearing, mm-hmm. you're carrying a purse or, and so with this, now that you know, you're pointing this out, Nail, and it makes me even more mad about it because you could have a pocket there. You have the thought, but you're making it impractical in a whole different way that um, uh, is, again, it's, it's not sh- uh, sure. Sure. As long as you can demonstrate to me that perhaps maybe there's a pocket on the other side, but that makes me mad. I could have had two pockets, but now I have one. And the other one is for making my hand look cool. And then also, oh, I yeah. think that there is a pocket underneath there. Oh, Oh no. I, that's... I, that's the thing is that I think that there's like both the pocket and the holster. Oh. But maybe I'm wrong. You know what? That could be. But that's... And, and and that's what's driving me nuts okay, because I'm yeah. thinking like you're you're constantly like trying to guess which hole you're going into. But but again, maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe there's not a maybe there's not a pocket underneath it. I I, I didn't notice whether there was one or not. But I have to say that this bugs me so much. This little holster thing, because. And especially in the context, but it, it bothers me even more in this context of like punk idea, mm-hmm. because because I think that um, for me, punk just means it's not so much an aesthetic. It's it's more of um, I don't know how to say this elegantly, so I'm just going to blurt out mm-hmm. <laughs> this like term. But it, to me, it's very much about class consciousness. Mm-hmm. And if if you because it's understanding like, oh, it's an under- a particular understanding of a social relations. It's also about a rebellion that's grounded in that. And that's why, I, I, I don't know. So that's just like what it means to me. Mm-hmm. And I know there's established punk aesthetics, but uh, so I think when I look at this and I see this like hand hol- holster idea, it's so much about leisure and like mm-hmm. posturing, posturing. And I to me, that's not... To me, that's that's about leisure and free time and being happy with the status quo. Mm-hmm. None of which, none of which are things that um, resonate with a punk ethos of trying to understand the world more broadly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Naylan? You, you know, know more about these <laughs> histories than I do, so I'm totally open to disagreement. Of course. No, I think you're. I think you're right on. It is. There, they are about a kind of leisure. Yeah. That is um it you know it, it there's a weird tension in them because it's like there it's it's leisure but then it's like also like weirdly thought out. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like like nothing says punk more than not knowing what to do with your hands. <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's like it's it's like why this decision? Like why uh, and and again, it's like the styling with the hats. Like, why make the hats that? Like, like why that particular appropriation or why that other thing? Yeah. I don't know. I kind of it just it's yeah. No, I kind of thought I, I... about the like the aesthetic of the hat. This you know, um, 
um, and well, not the aesthetics, I'll, the work put into those hats and the, it looks like handwork, but also this, this punk idea that I th- was an aspiration somehow with the clothes that it does feel, it just sort of makes it like, is that what you really wanted to do to the clothes then? But mm-hmm. you just couldn't push yourself to be a little bit more brave. <laughs> like the yeah. hats feel brave in like, you know, to kind of dis- in, in a distance from the cultural appropriation there. But it, it, to me, it looks more like a little less, a little bit more, um, uh, not, not even playful, but just sort of, this is where I'm going to put all of this energy that I really, really wish. And I'm not able to put into the clothes as like, you know, that there right. is just no spirit of experimentation or even experiments with materials. Right. She just got the most expensive materials that she could find and made these separates. Yeah. Yeah. But I, but I think that the experimentation is kind of, in, from my understanding from the show is that, um, all the experimentation is kind of invisible to us. It's in curved seeming and working with materials in these new ways, and that's fine. But mm-hmm. if we don't see it, we can't spot it. You know, for me, this whole show has one look, and that's number five. In, right. in way, those pants are—I get those those pants advertised to me on Instagram all the time. So I'm not sure, not yeah. not by Alexandria, but those asymmetrical pants yeah. that have been really big during the pandemic. Um, so I, I don't, this is the only look that I think exists in this collection mm-hmm. and yeah, I forget where I was going with that. <laughs> well, and, and I mean, this is a little unfair, but, um, this, it's a collection that is clearly designed for people who are built like Alexandria as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like True. all of this midriff stuff. Yeah. It's like, not if you have a belly. Yeah. All of these, you know, all of these kind of droopy pants. It's like not if you have a low waist. Yes. You know, it, it's yeah. it's the and and that's the other piece of it that is that does feel very conventional. Yeah. I agree. yeah. Anyway, should can we? Yeah, we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing else to say. <laughs> I don't. I, it's like I I, I don't want to keep jumping up and down on Alexandria. Yeah, this is helpful because I, I think there's a, it's very complex. I think to me, Alexandria is incredibly interesting psychologically. And that's also mm-hmm. why I like, I just, I find her fascinating. All right. <clears throat> Next we have Brayden and we have crocuses, crocuses, crocuses. First sign is spring crocuses. I still don't know what they really look like. I will pay attention though. Cause um, I know that they are in New York and I'll pay more attention next time. Okay. So, um all right let's get to this and um uh you know uh the first outfit um is the outfit that he hemmed and hawed over getting mm-hmm. rid of in order to make room for outfit number five which is the tide pod outfit and mm-hmm. number seven is the unconventional challenge so he's the first person to not put their unconventional challenge dress at the end or the beginning as a you know finale mm-hmm. or an opener and it's not a gown and also remembering that he had crocheted that ugly plastic dress so this i think <laughs> is also made of like paper 
or it's basket woven. Maybe it's like Tyvek. I don't know. I don't know what this mm. dress is made of, but there's a basket weaving that I've only heard about. I didn't see it. I don't see it on this cheat uh-huh. sheet, and, but it's there apparently. Um, this was my least favorite dress. And, you know, spoiler alert, Heidi Klum loved it. I don't, and so did Nina Garcia. But um, yeah, I thought this whole entire uh, thing was um, very confusing. Um, I did like, kind of like the first outfit because it seemed to get close to what he was thinking of in terms of this first sign of spring. And I saw the, mm-hmm. the, the cupcake part, the icing as snow <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, the gold lame or the rose gold lame um, into this shirt um, as being the first sign of spring. And I was like, Oh, conceptually this makes sense. Um, and then going on to this next outfit, I just, I was like, Oh, this makes no sense to me. Um, it's a, it's a all certain colors of taupe and maybe gray and a light green um three piece outfit that just sort of went nowhere um I, yeah i didn't like this i didn't like this this uh runway show i'll say sorry guys uh, i just didn't like it i'm i'm with you I can I'm, more. I'm with you i felt very i felt all kinds of things looking at this i actually I, there is one piece that i really like here that i would love to wear mm-hmm. and that is the, the jacket on number 6 I love that jacket. I want to wear that jacket. Mm. I don't think it would fit me that nicely, but I I do like it. Um, I probably would wear something underneath it, Mm -hmm. but I probably, but I think that look also comes very close to what you just mentioned, Ernest, about um, the ideas that uh, Brayden was going for with the sort of glossiness of snow or icy iciness with an explosion of color and, and nature and florals. Um, but mostly while looking, I, I, um, I do not like the first look and I don't like it on that model. Mm-hmm. I think that look needs to be on a darker skinned person to really like pop out. You know, it just looks like a little kid at a, like, I don't know, a little party or something. Yeah. Um, and I, that sounds terrible, Ugh. but I, the looks that are interesting are things that I feel we've all seen a lot of, even if we've never been to fa- ever been to fashion week, we've seen an ad on the subway for like Maybelline and there's like billowing fabric everywhere. Like mm-hmm. look number eight and number nine and 10, yeah. you know? And then I think look number three, I think if you're, I don't think those pants are fitted very well. And I think when something is that metallic, for some reason, and again, I'm going to be talking about something I don't know nothing about. I don't know what it's like to work with that fabric at a sewing machine, but it doesn't seem like the right stitch, the right, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to say things, I'm not sure. It doesn't seem like the right tensile strength was used for this material because things no. are not, they're kind of like acting up as, as the model is moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whereas I think it works better when it's an A-line, like on, on look one, but not necessarily when it's fitted. So I thought, mm, eh. uh, I do like the shorts on look number four. Mm-hmm. Um, but I overall, I thought this was very in focus and filled with things I feel like we've all seen so much. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, I was kind of shocked at how Brayden 
approach this as a capsule and we're going to hear a little bit more about it later but um thinking of you know back in the workroom there was no talk about um showing a cohesive um uh, runway show there's no feedback from tim on um how these would work together and i think it's i don't you know i'm not really obsessed with cohesion but I think, you know, I, I would say outfit number four and perhaps number three and even, okay, so three, four, five, and six, for instance, I think him, it, it seemed like in talking about his idea of putting these certain fabrications together, he was doing like <laughs> a, a lesser of what Dom is doing, <laughs> where Dom is thinking of and has thought of how to put different graphic prints together. Um, he's thinking of it as fabrication and putting different fabrics together, but also some of these fabrics have prints and like number four, I just don't think you can just put a white top with those shorts with those flowers on the sleeves and the proportion feels very much off. And especially um, then you have number five that just looks like fabric tacked on to a white dress underneath and um, yeah, there's just, there's, it just doesn't look like enough. It doesn't look like enough. Nail, no. any, any thoughts? <laughs> um, I, I agree with you guys. It does feel, um, it does feel kind of unfocused and it's, and it's a little bit like it, and, you know, I always go to, okay, what's what's this person's statement about what dressing means, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and ultimately, like when I think about Braden on this season, he strikes me as somebody who has really... Um, uh, coherent responses to challenges Hmm. but doesn't seem to have a very coherent idea about what dressing means yeah yeah so good at me good at homework good at yeah so homework (laughs) so so it's like a lot of his success in you know in terms of responses to the assignments were places where he could bring a really innovative idea to how to, uh, you know, how to look at the challenge that he was given. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then you kind of look at this collection and it's like, okay, well, um, I, I do actually love this floral print that he's used. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, I don't care about like shorts, pants, dress, you yeah. know, they're all, but they're all kind of fine versions of that. Mm-hmm. And so it's, you know, and, and when he's given a challenge such as washable, it just seems like kind of incoherent. It's like, this is kind of maybe a bathing suit or something. I don't It's like, so that's the thing is that like it's interesting to me because he was given such a front runner lead all the way through the 
the season. Mm-hmm. And then this just really, really feels like a flop. And there's like just tone deaf stuff in it. Like, why do you have a bunch of ruching on the shoulder for the last look? Yeah. That's also like yeah. a callback to the first look in terms of using that rose gold lame. Yeah. But why? Like what like what is that doing um on the rest of that dress? Yeah. Yeah. I you know, and the longer I look at it, the oh is it eight? Nine? Yeah. Dress number eight that it's using a fabric that we've never seen before. I think this is the only instance that we see this type of ombre of blue to white kind of looks like the parachute dress from the first challenge. Yeah. It kind of has that mm, same yeah. feel in a way. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Then, yeah. But doesn't really fit anywhere else. And also I would say that that Tide Pod challenge dress is a, is not great because I wouldn't put that in my washer. There's too many things hanging off of it. I would be afraid of like, maybe the mm-hmm. cloth is washable, but I wouldn't wash this dress. It just wouldn't, I don't think it would survive. A washing machine. Yeah. Yeah. So. It would get stuck in something. Yeah. It would rip it apart. Um, all right. Anything else to say about Brayden? Nope. All righty. No. Um, okay. So that's that's the end of that runway. And of course, you know, after, after the, the show's over, then they ask all of the, you know, all the people, all the celebrities there, like, who do you think will win? And everyone gets a really good, um, some really good comments, uh, like good um, snippets from people saying complimentary things, which I thought was mm-hmm. really great. Um, <laughs> all right. Ready to go to the judging? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's go there. And uh, so we, we get to see um, all of our designers, but they talk, first with Justin and um and you know I've I've I guess conspicuously skipped over Carrie Washington talking about how honored she is to be here today but she does say some really nice things la 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 um I need to I need to like you know it's fine I think yeah it's fine um (laughs) anything to say before we talk to Justin I don't want to leave that part out um all right, let me see here. Yeah, but basically, you know, of course, you guys are all very different. Um, you all shine. Congratulations. Uh, mm-hmm. We love you. We're so proud of you. Here are your judges. And of course, yes. So, um, okay, so let's go to Justin first. And Justin, again, talks about how he was born deaf and thought of silence as his, and it was basically his environment was very beautiful and clean in its quietness. Mm-hmm. And then with this cochlear implant, um, he's, he's called the bionic man by some people in his life because he has this, uh, this, this kind of computer this contraption in his head that's helping him here. And then that is what he ties into the 3d printing. That's where that technology comes in. Mm-hmm. And, um, overall very positive until we get to Nina. And I would say Nina was my favorite judge this time around. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty much the uh, consistently constructive, I'll say. Yeah. Where she was like, I love that there were pants. I saw shorts. I saw dresses. I saw vests. But I wished that you would have had two more outfits that had a wow. Um, so that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's how she felt. And, you know, I just thought very straightforward. 
wonderful. Yeah. And thank you for being constructive, Nina. <laughs> I I love that she used the phrase gentle architecture. Gentle. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, which I which I thought was a nice a nice turn of phrase. Yeah, yeah. I love that too. Anything about their feedback on Justin, Patricia? No, no, I, I agree with both of you and with Nina. All right. Mm-hmm. So next we have Brayden, which is like crocuses, crocuses, beginning of spring, crocus flowers. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, again, a lot of mostly um, complimentary things until we get to Nina. <laughs> so this is where well, I was so kind of confused. So oh, okay. Maybe I just didn't write that down. Yeah. So what was... Because I think uh, Zach says something and talk about turn of phrase. He's like, your your hand is expressive and abstract, which I thought was a passive aggressive dig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't think that's because I, I think that's that's a good thing. But the way Zach Posen said it, it felt negative. He goes, that's just that's a great thing to have as an artist and i and i feel like he would have continued that sentence not as a designer <laughs> not, as, not necessarily mm-hmm. as a designer but as an artist um mm. yeah what, what were your thoughts on that Nalan? um no just that he's he sort of it digs at the first look you know and and is like uh eh, there if you know if the skirt had been white as well then I would have gotten that sensation a little bit more, mm-hmm. and, um, you know. But I, but I also agree with you that it, finally it comes back around to to Nina is who sort of puts her finger on the fact that it feels disjointed, yeah. and and um, and she's like, you all season long you've seemed super focused to me, and so I was kind of shocked that this seems so all over the place. Yeah, yeah. And that's where we get to hear from Brayden, just sort of doubling down on, I saw this as a capsule collection of a major brand. Mm -hmm. And then we have Nina basically going, but you're not a major brand. (laughs) (laughs) But you're in the chair, Blanche. (laughs) As as we say. (laughs) I mean... These days, the kids would say, that's cute. <laughs> that's cute that you think that. That's cute. <laughs> yeah, like, I like that for you. I love that for you. I love that for you. Yeah. For you. <laughs> yeah. That's um, kind of, that. that is, that's, that's Braden's uh, death knell right there. Oh, man, it is. Like, that really is the moment where it's like, oh, well. Thank you. We thank you for your service. Yeah. Yeah. And also kind of, you know, um, you know, I, I got to go all over the internet to find the images to make the cheat sheet. And I landed on a blog that sort of pointed out this same thing that um, he, he, he didn't understand this, the, I, the concept to, to tell the story Um and that this is sort of what happens and, you know, acknowledging that he is a very new designer and we don't know how many collections he's put together, but, mm-hmm. um, sort of that he 
he will and 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 could benefit from from help with with how to edit and also how to tell a story and understand what those elements are and how to do that design wise um because nina's sort of telling this um telling him these these things i think he also understands that but he just chose to think of himself as a a capsule collection Mm -hmm. and i just have to note that carrie washington like turns in her chair towards nina in a way she's like oh let me move my body in a way that shows that I'm the most interested in what Nina Garcia is saying right now <laughs> to Brayden here, because it's just so much wisdom being like swirled around. And, but I, you know, I agree. I'm like, I, I, I love that back and forth with Nina and Brayden. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then we're on to Dom. Yeah. Oh, wait, can, can I babble about yes. um, uh, Brayden for a quick second? Sure. I don't understand this capsule. Yeah, I do understand what it, capsule dressing. I, I think it's interesting that uh, I don't remember anyone talking about capsule dressing in 2012 or 11. I don't remember it. Um, it doesn't mean it wasn't happening. It just mean, means it wasn't on my radar. Mm-hmm. But the concept of capsule dressing has gained a lot of prominence in the last couple of years. But it really comes from like 80s Japan power dressing, actually, and then into the U.S., which is all about separates and very, um, like everything goes with everything kind of uh, thinking and very minimal, very, mm-hmm. very minimal. So I don't really, to me, there's a huge disconnect here for Braden to be bringing that up. Like, oh, I made a capsule collection for a major brand, but there's no, but but you are supposed to, it's, it's supposed to be about your vision. It's about your vision of your brand, how you want your brand to be, right? And so I think this is that was a big red flag hearing mm. that from me in terms of how how Braden is justifying like working in fashion mm-hmm. because this was supposed to be your show you showcasing your talent, not making a capsule collection, which only really works. Um, that's what Alexandria made. It's like that's what mm-hmm. we got. We got a whole bunch of mm-hmm. capsule pieces, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I really was confused by that. I, I don't know what, um, Brayden made, uh, um, how Brayden was making sense of that. Yeah. That's all. That, that was my reaction was like, Whoa, Whoa. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. All right. Um, next we have Dom and again, um, she explains her thesis. That's future. It's a future as it was viewed from the past by artists and writers um, pre-1960s and um, describes the styling as like a Judy Jetson feel. And um, it's just kind of obvious, like Nina's the first to speak. So obviously she loved it. (laughs) So she goes, without any words, you did what Brayden did not do. You told (laughs) a story. There were a few problems, few problems here and there. Um, like I would have started with this transparent coat, but overall, it's perfect. <laughs> so that's essentially what happened there. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I thought nothing was weak. So Zach Posen pointing out the bathing suit look that he didn't like, and then you know, talking, you know. At the same time, taking himself out, or I should say, devaluing his own critique, because he's like, "Well, you know, the bathing suits are really for straight dudes, anyway. So why am I talking about it?" I'm like, then <laughs> keep your mouth shut, Zach Posen. But also, I saw nothing wrong with anything 
So I'm going to be critical of any criticism towards this collection. So anyway, any your thoughts? <laughs> that was so annoying. That was so annoying. You know why? Because it's like, come on, Zach. You have been or seen pictures of a Carolina Herrera show where spring and summer, people do include bathing suits because people like to wear them. <laughs> like people need yeah. to wear them if they are Miami, West Coast, wherever. So I, I thought that comment was just so... So Zach Posen. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, unnecessary because I thought. And, and true and untrue. Yes. Yes. Untrue. Yes. Yeah. Um, Nayland. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> you know, we got, we got like a little bit of, you know, gratuitous gay sexism and, you know, it's, and, but ugh. anyway, everybody else <laughs> loved it. Yes. You know, um, Heidi used the word cool, which is one of her, which is one of her highest forms of praise. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, and Dom looks adorable and it's like, yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's really great. Um, I, And then we have Alexandria and she explains her concept and also why she opened with that first dress and mm-hmm. how it it relates to this punk vibe and this punk concept that she's going for because and she makes this um statement about it's made of phone books and i think that we should stop printing them there are too many phone books in the world mm-hmm. and um and also making it clear that she chose very expensive fabrics and strived Real or strove really hard to create an excellent fit with these cropped vests. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, take a stand, and and history has proved that that that, uh, that Alexandria was right. <laughs> she was a, she was against big phone book way ahead of the curve, and oh, finally yeah. the rest of the world caught up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it you know, big phone book needs to be taken down, and um, and 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 what a way to 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 talk about that. I, Although I will say that I keep getting those circulars from <laughs> Dwayne Reed and Walgreens and CVS, oh. and I'm wondering if someone can take a stand for me about that. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I don't use those coupons. They still keep coming. I've never used them, and I still get them delivered to my front door. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I just, I, you know, Heidi loves Alexandria and loves this dress and described the phone book dress as a big old bam. And um, mm-hmm. Zach says this is a, was a successful runway show and how, and says something else that's problematic. I don't know if we want to dwell on it, but I, I won't bring it up if we don't want to talk about it because it just made me mad. Um, and I don't know. I, I just uh, and, and Nina actually liked it. And I thought I had a thought. Was Nina given notes by the producers to only be positive? Mm. <laughs> because not much had changed. And I think it still was boring. Um according to Nina yeah. and, and for Nina to be like, actually, I liked, I liked the style. I liked the styling and uh, great. I was like, Oh gosh, they got to Nina. 
Mm. Yeah, any, mm-hmm. any thoughts on that? I mean, you... I think the thing that you were sort of um, pointing at was Zach saying that, like... Um, that women are <laughs> that strong women also want to feel like vulnerable, vulnerable, oh, a little yeah. soft. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. That's an, it was just sort of an infuriating because you know I and I saw that as maybe reconciling that this is not this is not a punk concept, but the word is said and we and it's too hard. It's too. Um, countercultural it's too subversive or this idea whatever he was thinking that um you know this person um you know i don't know that that uh, like spice and attitude also has to live with this um this weakness at the same time that there is no and and what the vulnerability is doing is weakening the spice and the attitude it's not complementing it and it's also not adding to complexity of a this is sorry I'm going on a rant it's not adding to any complexity to this persona it's I think he's putting vulnerability in there to weaken it um there is no in between and there is no fullness to it and he just can't let it live by itself like it's spice and attitude actually this is not spicy there is no attitude in this also um I would say that there is no vulnerability (laughs) either um there's something else going on and it it can be Alexandria's ideal person to dress and and be complex and kind of cold and have that mm-hmm. just be what it is that's fine anyway that's my rant about what zach posen said yeah well did, did i imagine zach posen saying either here or in the last episode that this was like a showroom collection did i imagine oh, that yes no you didn't that's what he said yeah. where the problem would be you know like say like a neiman's would come in and go oh we already have all of this they would come yeah. into her yeah. showroom and say, we don't need any of this. We already have it. Oh, like that? Well, see, Neiman's is a showroom. Okay. See, when I think showroom, I think about people. Oh, I'm sorry, people. I think about um, kind of like all the satellite fashion shows that happen during Fashion Week that aren't on the main stage. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of them. And you know what? Some of them are very good. But usually um, this, like Alexandria's show, felt more like that kind of show, like where it would be happening mm-hmm. at like Metropolitan Center or something. And by the way, great shows happen there. I'm not saying that mm-hmm. this is a negative thing, but it's just the appeal of those clothes mm-hmm. um, tend to be on this other other current of Fashion Week. So um, when I heard this little thing about like, these belong in a show, showroom, um, I thought that was actually uh, appropriate mm-hmm. um, for 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 what the clothes represent. I don't think that's actually what Alexandria was trying to do. I I think you're exactly right. I I think that it's. Um, I mean, this is the thing. It's like this. These clothes are serviceable, but that's not what. She, she wants to hear. Yeah. And I, yeah, that's, I, that's not I think the goal. What, yeah. And, and I think that's what people were acknowledging. It we're saying in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, um, 
anything to say before why should you be the winner mm-hmm. that I didn't write anything about because it's just mostly them crying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did you, did you, do you guys want to say anything about this part? I just, I, I just, I fast forwarded through it, honestly. <laughs> I mean, at this point, it's like we've been, ru- we've been put through the emotional ringer so many times. Yes. <laughs> that it's like, okay, um, y- you know, uh, you know, it's it's like Heidi's like, <laughs> give me your tears, Dance abase yourself me. before me one more time. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, sum up your character arc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that stuff, and it's just kind of like a little exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have nothing to add to that. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'm... I mean, I I do think Alexandria gets like deeply into it yeah i was at the tail end i was just saying i fast forwarded through all of it and then at the tail end i got her saying it's my turn yeah it's my turn and i you know yeah i I was like yeah yeah that's that's consistent yeah (laughs) it's good yeah also not how it works Yeah, yeah which is also very sad but also again um going back to your um characterization of her black and white thinking Mm-hmm. Because if it is black and white, then it's like, yeah, I've been doing this the longest, so therefore I deserve it. Mer- you know, this right. whole thing. Like, you work hard, you get something. I'm bankable. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. How, yeah. How? Why so much confidence in this statement? Or I've worked. I've worked really, really hard, and other people have not. Yes. But yeah. also bankable. Like that wasn't the challenge. Wasn't to be bankable. Was it to present a vision? Well, and and also, like, ironically, like, much of what they've said to you is, yeah, you're bankable. Mm-hmm. We don't care. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. it's like when somebody says, like, these are the clothes that you would see in a, in a, in, you know, that somebody would walk in, a retailer would walk in and say, like, oh, yeah, we've got five, we've already got five of these. It's like, yeah, you know. I mean, yeah, right. yeah, it's um, very, it's very much like I deserve it. I've, mm-hmm. I've sacrificed everything. Yeah. yeah. This is it. It's my turn. You know, and you this, know, this makes me wonder if, if, and I'm pretty sure I don't, you know, cause it wasn't edited into the show. If we asked her how she felt about Brayden making it to fashion week and he's been designing for like two years. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, that's a, that's like a huge, I think it's a huge part of her reaction to everybody else. Okay. Okay. It's like, I suffer in silence mm. and do, and do all of the work and I've given everything up to be here. Yeah. And these other folks are like, you know, bouncing around like they're, you know, um, like they're nothing. Right. Mm. Anyway. Well, okay. Um, um, so we move on to too close and too personal. And mm-hmm. um, any 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 moments that stand out to either of you? <laughs> no, I no. no, not here. Um, I feel I feel like I'm done with it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'll just say like I wrote in my notes a couple of times like just for Zach Posen to fuck off because yeah. like mostly with him trying to. You know, with I, I know I, I enjoy uh, positive feedback for Dom all the time, but 
I kind of rethought his characterization of Zana. It's like, you know what? She's a sophisticated lady, but I don't know if she knows how sophisticated I, she actually is. And I was I, like, fuck off, Zach. I, <laughs> she, I hated yeah, that. Oh, but, like, fuck I off, Zach. That. Also, it's like women can put on and take off their own clothes. Yeah. <laughs> like like they do not need you hovering next to them every second yes exactly <laughs> to take a jacket off or to, you know <laughs> anyway their arms work <laughs> their arms work yeah. um yeah all right so let's go back because it's time to decide and you know heidi says things that are, that are you know so inspiring and and, and full of pride and complimentary to all of them until she gets to Brayden. <laughs> and I wrote down mm-hmm. what she says to Brayden. She says, Brayden, you have won many, many challenges. And today, as usual, they were meticulous. We did mm-hmm. feel, though, that the collection was not as focused or cohesive as it should have been. Brayden, I'm sorry, you're out. And so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then I was like, "Oh, hard way to go!" Because ev- no, nothing negative was said about any of the other designers, except for uh-huh. Brayden. Um, all right, so Brayden is not in, and uh, who's next to to go? Who's who's the third or the fourth, the second runner up? Um, after Brayden, I was mad about it's... this. Mm-hmm. And who is I that? You're mad I about was this? mad about this, yes, but Justin is the next one to go. Mm-hmm. I was mad about this, too. This is not what I remembered at all. Mm. I thought he was in the top two, but no, no. Um, Justin goes home. I mean, yeah, Justin is, is not, uh, uh, I was going to say next top model, uh, next top American designer, Project Runway. Um, and so it's just Dom and Alexandria. And mm-hmm. uh, guys... Who's the winner? <laughs> Our favorite. Our favorite the I don't know, Ernest. Who is the winner? It's Dom. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We've known this. I'm, yeah, of course. We, I, <laughs> it's we, Dom. We can say that there's... Um, you know, we do get like the backstage, like people getting the 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 bad news. Yeah, yeah. Right. We we do get the family reunion backstage. Right. And Braden is is gracious. Yeah. In his, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. And and uh and and Justin. Yeah. Is gracious in his mm-hmm. um and then what happens um and then so dom is a winner and that means that alexandria is in second place and is not the winner um and in her talking head um she is let down and she sincerely means that she feels like it was her time that she really deserved it mm-hmm. and that she was, um, you know, all due respect to Dom, but no, she, she came here to win and she's really disappointed that um, she did not. Yeah. Anything else that I missed? 
Did she say no, that? No, I mean, there it is, right? <laughs> it's like. Yeah. It is. Yeah. 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 It's. It. And, and again, I don't know if it's the edit or not. Like, but it's. But it's. I do really feel like she's kind of set up for this um, uh, weird, um, weird reception. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure that she said something complimentary to Dom. Like, she, I'm you sure. Know, fierce competitor, blah, yeah. blah, blah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, is this. moment, it, I'm not sure. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm just wondering is this also is is that her family backstage? Like so, No, I think those are her camp kids. Like um there is a camp kid and there is another person back there who we don't I don't remember even seeing them during the runway. Um you know, when she said like, you know, here's my show. But we did get to see so the the um uh, like I think there are two camp kids there. Am I am I wrong about this? See, this is the thing. We, they're never identified, and but there's the there's the guy there also. Yeah, yeah. And and suddenly I was like, is that her partner? Are those her daughters? Oh, is that right or not? I or have, it it's I have like. No idea. Yeah, because there's it's... another blonde person there that didn't even really look like her. But I was like, maybe that's a mm -hmm. relative, but maybe it's just another blonde person who knows her. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. very weird. We, they're not identified at all. Anyway, yeah, um, we get on to Dom's <sighs> adorable oh family. So much crying. <laughs> I fast forward through this. I just wrote in my notes, cry, 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 cry. Her dad looked <laughs> yeah. overcome with emotion. Cried, cried, yeah. cried. It looked like she designed his tie. I it just yep. the dad looked like he could barely hold himself up. He was so happy yeah. for her. Nina is it, this is kind of the most I've ever seen Nina cry. Yeah, yeah, and, and all of them are crying. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. all of them, and it's true. Like I don't think I don't think we've seen them cry this much, but it's just like, uh, it's just you know such a supportive fucking family. Her, you know, now husband is there and all like the dad just broke me, I have to say, because mm -hmm. he just, you know, he's he's like walking with a cane. Yeah. So he's kind of um, um, he's uh, just sort of slowly and gingerly walking out there. But he really was just like, oh, my God. And also his tie. I'm pretty sure she designed that tie. It was a great tie. I was like, that's yeah. that's a Dom print. Yeah. And oh, my God. It, uh, yeah, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> I cry, too. Yeah. So, um, and then, and then we, we hear Dom talk about what this means to her. And she's just like, guys, I'm poor. <laughs> I'm working yeah. two jobs. I'm always working. This always also broke me too. She's like, I'm always working. There's never enough time to devote to my craft. And I'm like, my God, she's amazing. She's the best. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, to be able to come on the show and do what she's done coming from, and also, um, and we will get into this when we kind of talk on, um, on our, our bonus episode, but her work ethic <laughs> is incredible. And just kind of going into this whole, um, you know, Nalen calling her total pro, 
Yeah. But someone mm-hmm. who um, maintains themselves um, at a high uh, at a high level and also just at a high stress level in the real world coming onto Project Runway, this probably was like nothing <laughs> mm-hmm. for her, yeah. in a yeah. way. Yeah, and exactly. that's very tell that's very telling actually in what Dom said about Alexandria before like during the Fashion Week um mm-hmm. premiere where um Dom said something like if Alexandria continues to be so erotic um neurotic, she is never going to be successful. Mm-hmm. And I think that already shows um Hey, Zach Posen, how sophisticated Dom is. Yes. <laughs> but also just how aware Dom is of energy and management and getting things done. It's just all good things. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Totally. Oh man. <sighs> um, yeah, she's going to go, she's going to go home and sleep. I just think that's great. Um, does, and also I just want to call like shout out what Dom is doing now because Dom sort of, um, like she doesn't, she, she's not like running a conventional fashion house. Um, do you guys follow her on Instagram or have looked at her? I, I don't. So give don't. us the, give us the rundown. Yeah. So I've been following her for some time and you know, she has a baby and everything. I mean, I'm not a stalker, but she puts this stuff online. And so I get to see it. All of us get to see it, <laughs> but she, it, it's, she's very chill. It, it seems like she runs her business in um, at a, at a speed that suits her for a while because she is from Philly she went back home and I, she did a, she did do a, a collection a, a, another um, a capsule collection after this um but then went to work for uh oh god what is that Philly it's not anthrop it's not anthropology it's the other one I'm so mm. I'm missing the name of it uh mm. this is weird I haven't been in, um to a, a retail store in a while but but anthropology and all its subsidiaries are Philly based businesses and so she consulted with them for a while and um, uh do you mean urban outfitters yes urban outfitters that's what it is yes. that, yeah which are yes yeah so she worked the with the same urban, company yes. yeah she worked with urban outfitters and then um right now um she's creating these wonderful abstract paintings <laughs> that celebrities are buying from her um and she frequently posts paintings that she does and she calls i think she um usually puts this word therapy like she's like this is my therapy um, and then I checked her Instagram the other day and Deborah Messing is like, I want this. I just DM'd you for it. I would like it, you know? And so, and then she also has these other, you know, creates tech t- textiles, um, but just seems to be doing things the way she wants to do them. Um, and yeah. And it's just, it seems mm-hmm. you know, incredibly happy and yeah, I don't know. That's, that's what she's doing right now. Um, yeah. Any, any final thoughts before, we conclude this episode my only thought is and i don't remember but is this the first time that a black woman has won project runway or no it is Tissot. Oh. <laughs> yeah yeah it's the first time Excellent. um yeah it all, is it the only it took, time oh my god it only took 16 seasons i know hmm. it, just, it just took forever yeah so um, no, we almost had one ver- season one. I still think that Carousel should have won season one, but we had Jay McCarroll. That's <laughs> 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 our season one winner. I will always remember Carousel. So yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Dom, Dom is number one. Yeah. Um, so, what do you th- what do you think overall, Patricia? 
Like for for this for this to be like your our fresh faced fresh eyes your fresh faced <laughs> view through it. Well, at least dumb one, you know. <laughs> You know, had Dom not won, I probably would have really hated this season. Like, just, just despicably. I just would have found it despicable. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Oh, that's how. <laughs> Yay! Dom redeemed I mean, it. Fair, I mean, fair enough. Yeah, I, I also agree. I agree. I I have to say that there's a lot that I forgot, at, at, <laughs> in in this season. Yeah. And I, I can't say that I was so thrilled to be reminded of it. Yeah, same. It was a, it was a, it was a, it was a harsh. No, go ahead. Sarah. Yeah. Oh, I just said it was a harsh one. It was like just a lot of harshness in it. Yeah, yeah, pretty harsh. Um, but a lot of fun. So I don't. Yeah, I think overall it was. It's it's nice to come through. And I have to say personally, I I. You know, I I remember so vividly how I felt during this first season, first watch of the season, and so it's it's kind of nice to go back. And I think Dom's runway still freaking holds up. I would wear all those pieces today in twenty twenty one. Absolutely, they're really so absolutely really wonderful. So yeah, yeah. All right, you two. Oh. Wow, we did that. We, we did, did it. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, we did it. Um, yeah. And again, like, you know, show us, share us with, share with us your thoughts on this season as well. And keep sending in your suggestions. So far, again, season eight's winning. Um, another kind of contentious season. <laughs> mm. <laughs> no, mm. not, not to be a spoiler, but um, it's an iconic season for, Yes. Uh, for for being tense in a in a particular way. So what what so before we move on, um, yeah, just just give us your feedback on season twelve, how you felt about it, and any questions and rants and all that stuff. So, um, and if you're one of our Patreon patrons, uh, we're going to see you over on the Patreon with a bonus episode where we're going to go into the reunion uh, that it was. Hosted by the best of them, Tim Gunn. (laughs) (laughs) So until next time, um, we will all say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.